<laughs> Welcome back to Been There Done Chat. Today with me, I've got Joe Brown, who is a freelance writer, blogger of makeuse.com. And he's also written several blogs on his own website called medium.com. I will link everything in the description. So how are you today, Joe? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for well, having me on. Thanks for being on. I think one of my favourite blogs of yours on medium.com was how to stop procrastinating and living in a distraction-free world because I think it's so vital in this age. It's something I also feel really strongly about. So I'd love to have a chat with you about that today. We know each other through Billy Baker as well, don't we? We do. So episode two, is it? Episode two, yeah. Money, money, money. Episode two, so go check that out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about all things social media, the digital world, phones, and how that kind of links to procrastination and a reduction in productivity and everything like that. So if you wanted to start, what was your life like before social media and your phone and what age did you kind of get into all of that? Yeah, so I remember getting my very first tablet. I was about nine years old. And I think for our generation, we grew up just as it was beginning to emerge uh, the digital world and yeah. kind of the changing world that we're seeing now. And for me, I have got two categories childhood really which kind of overlaps slightly but you've got a non-digital and a digital but the difference is the difference is between them because now we're at, now we're at a time where the upcoming generation are just exposed to the digital media mm -hmm. and I think that presents quite a lot of problems and I'm quite worried yeah <laughs> I'm quite sure. worried for Me the because I can I can say some things that I know have happened even though it's a long time ago I can instantly say that attention span as for all of us is gonna shorten especially with TikTok that's come around yes I think with me as well I like you said as well we were kind of the last generation who up until a certain age we didn't grow up with social media or you know phones or things like that I think my first ever kind of digital thing was the iPod Nano do you remember that with oh music. yes I got that when I was about nine or ten I think just to listen to like you know Lady Gaga and stuff when I was younger um but yeah I didn't grow up with social media at all I think I got Instagram when I was about 14 15 like in year 10 and Snapchat and things like that and again that was kind of from a little bit of peer pressure but also curiosity because I again I wasn't really interested in social media and that kind of stuff I didn't actually get Facebook until sixth form because at that time we uh -huh. needed it so like um if there were events going on and stuff and also at university you kind of need Facebook as well to, to an extent yes so yes. I think it was mainly just for that kind of purpose Instagram was probably my main use of social media at that time and maybe a bit of Snapchat but yeah it's had such a I mean we'll talk about it in you know in the topics that um through your blog and everything but yeah so many negative things like for example like you said attention span is a huge one um, yes. Things like routine, because it gets in the way, like it takes up so much of your time. But yeah, I think on your blog, there are several sections. And I wanted to start off with one of the topics that you said, which is called a deviceless mind is a peaceful one. And this was actually one of my favorite paragraphs in this blog. So if you want to tell me a little bit about that and what you mean by that. Yes, definitely. Um, so I think with the generation growing up, I think another point there being going outside because so much of our lives have come onto the in online world now mm -hmm. that it's very hard to go about certain things that inhabit a one at a time nature 
So things of a wonder to time nature might be reading a book, might be anything where you just feel involved yeah. in the activity and it, you just feel presence. It can even be a train ride, mm. a long walk. But with the digital world, as we've just discussed, <laughs> and it's only getting worse, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid. Short term and snappy media is directly linked. Uh, there are mental health studies showing, but we wonder why we live in a world with increased stress and anxiety and these array of mental health problems mm -hmm. and not to give a direct cause mm. but certainly these certainly the short and snappy media on phones devices uh, tiktok youtube shorts they're following on the same they're following on the same pattern yeah and um, kind of the short all of the short term it's not really designed for our minds evolutionary either mm. when you think of it where we didn't have these devices we were mm. gradually transitioning between one environment and another but now we have the ability to pick up something which has multiple domains on our, of our lives yeah it's shopping messages with friends all within seconds of each other yeah and for our minds it's 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 overwhelming do you think and we, we rely on it too much as well so for example in before we had phones if for example this is such a random example but if we went supermarket shopping we'd write down a list or if we didn't write down a list we, it would, we'd just retain the memory right but now because we've yeah. got our phones we can just type everything on there and don't, we kind of don't use our brains as much because our phones does so much and even things like you know if you're typing your laptop spell checker just does things for you like you don't bother to kind of do you know what I mean? Yes. You use your brain because yes. it's so much digitization and technological advances that work for us in a lot of ways as well. Well, yes, this is the thing. I mean, as humans, we're designed to take the easy path. We look for comfort, don't we? Rather yeah, than like a challenge. It's in heaven. It's, it's, not a, it's not a personality trait. It's mm. a, inherent things in humans, and we see it in our society, but we just automatically, our brains will our brains tend to choose the easiest option yeah and when it comes to phones and devices if there's a quicker way to do it we're going to we're going to inevitably do it if you can yeah, order sure. shopping online who needs to go out and no but so true for me that it comes that comes with a cost and i think the cost that it comes at is very important um no for sure which is losing a sense of presence and authenticity about yeah. the things that we do i think even with even with the typing example and writing notes there have been, there have been studies which have shown the typing versus the, the typing versus written note taking the increased brain activity with written notes is correlated with better memory retention yeah 100 percent. i think also with um it comes into revision doesn't it i find I mean, everyone's different, but for me personally, if I'm writing something down, like you said, you retain it more because you're actually writing each individual letter. Whereas when you're typing, it's just, you know, tapping each one away and it does it for you again. I think also with the um, not feeling presence thing, I've always had a rule that I will, when I'm with friends or family, because I, I remember when I was in year seven and I first got my BlackBerry curve or whatever it was, me and my friend Atena, we used to walk home together and a lot of the time, I would never do this now, it's so rude, but I would literally just be on my phone while they were talking to me. And 
It's not very nice, is it? I mean, it's it's first it's rude to the other person. Second of all, I'm not actually being present with her, you know, at the time. And so whenever I'm in a professional setting, you'll never see my phone. It's always pressed over on the table or maybe it might not be there if I'm at dinner. So for example, if I'm going for dinner with my friends, obviously I'll take videos of the food or whatever, then straight away put my phone down and be present there. At home, if I'm eating dinner with my family, you will never see my phone at the table. Like I want to be present, as present as I can be. And I think also yes. in episode four, where I talked about my MIA period as well, where I wasn't, again, because I wasn't really in contact with anybody. I wasn't on my phone as much and it made such a difference. I had so much time during the day, so much time, which I hadn't realised. And I felt, you know, more present. And it's it's just, it's better for your brain. And nice for your eyes as well, because you're not staring at a screen all the time. <laughs> Get yes, definitely. I mean, I, I find the fascinating, one of the fascinating things is having having a narrow stream of viewpoint so if you're looking at your phone this has been linked to internal feelings as well mm. and well-being because when we when we have when we use our peripheral vision such as when we go out on a walk yeah. it's psychologically linked to feelings of safety so if you're viewing very wide and very you know bus rides train yeah. rides going out on walks we wonder why the best ideas and the feelings of comfort and reduce stress come at mm. these t- times and there's there's no coincidence no of course um, not. there's no coincidence there it's it's the science which is there but but we don't perhaps comprehend because these apps and so on are designed so <laughs> are designed so much to get our attention yeah you know, it's like we're almost a product no literally Um, i think it's also very important when you do go on walks or if you need to run an errand when you're on the street don't look at your phone take in the environment around you look around get that fresh feel that full-on presence it's so refreshing because i go on daily walks and i'll usually listen to a podcast but i have a rule to myself i'm like you can't don't use your phone in public unless like you know i'm looking for a direction on how to go home or whatever but keep it in your pocket and just look around you you know very 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 important but yeah if we move on to the next topic in the blog which is falsely busy these are very good titles by the way i really like because they're you know makes you want to read about them and it's really nice way of summing it up oh, thank you very much yeah so yeah falsely busy do you want to tell me a bit about that falsely busy yes it's got quite a strong link to just as we was previously mentioning actually uh we have the idea that busyness can be i think the the idea of being busy can be a useful and productive feeling mm. and concept, but it can also be a very negative one as well. Yeah, uh, it's you know be, being too much busy. I think it's getting this idea of being too busy is related to stress, anxiety. Uh, we lose touch of ourselves. We're also less receptive to emotions when we're busy. Um, kind of linking to and how does this link with phones? Well phones have the environment in them Mm. to present everything at once and kind of present this illusion i think i may have said in the in the blogger an illusion of busyness because we feel like we may be getting things done it's quite overwhelming as well isn't it if we're seeing all that so much information in one place yes definitely and it's the mind jumping between you may have heard with multitasking you may have heard (laughs) you may have heard the science of it not really existing because the brain can only focus on one thing at a time. It's just very rapid switching between the tasks, which is, (laughs) 
which is not good tier for my personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> Touching on what we said before, where we were one of the last generations to, you know, grow up in the real world. Like I was outside playing with mud and tying worms up in knots. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well. <laughs> I was actually outside experiencing the real world and I think now because social media and TikTok, things like that, where there's such short, small bits of information that are quite stimulating to the brain, it's very addictive. And it's one of those ones where because TikTok initially it was only 10 seconds, wasn't it roughly? So and it's quite stimulating, funny, short content. You just scroll and scroll because your head, rather than seeing it as several you know, videos and it's just tiny little things that you're doing constantly. So you just, you're just, oh, just another 10, it's only 10 seconds, another one, another. Before you know it, you've been on there for about two, three hours. It's crazy. Yes, and you lose sense of time. No, yeah. Because I found recently, this is this is kind of an anecdotal rather than scientific, but I found recently that when you feel, if you're feeling to be busy and you've got that rush frame mm. of mind, um, you know, especially on phones with things scrolling fast, fastly going, you feel like a lot's being done. Yeah. But um, but the reverse is true. It's when you it's when you slow down mm. that time that the time goes slower and you get more so done. So true. Like in my feel. MA period where I wasn't really looking through social media or my friends that often, it was crazy how much time I had. It was crazy. And I thought, oh my God, you, what, what's going And then when I came out of MIA, when I went back to that kind of stuff, the time that I had seemed like it reduced. But because I spent all that extra time back on social media, it's crazy how much time it takes because you don't even realise. You were mentioning as well before yes. we started the Zoom about a little app that you downloaded. Tell us about that, about time yeah, management. So there is, so there is a fantastic app and which I use, which can really help to... Give space in the day, give allocated space in the day to process notifications and to give intentional time mm. um, towards your phone and not accidental time. Yes, it's called a Help Me Focus. Help Me Focus. Um, there are, I'll link that in yeah, the description. That, that would be great, yeah. yes. Uh, there's similar applications too, uh, but I essentially what the application is, is a notification blocker that compiles your notifications mm. in set time regions. So you can put it as a set time region, or you can toggle on and off, on and off to different categories of apps. Mm. And so it, it would compile your notifications for you to review at a later date, so you can go through them yeah. just in one period, rather than having that distraction all the way through the day and then wondering why you get to the end of the day and none of your key priorities have done yeah message so and so and then this has come up and a new new video and a mm. new this and a new that no for sure one thing i want to talk about as well is the reduct like the huge reduction in productivity or motivation or like you said things that you need to get done because your brain finds the social media and the constant scrolling very stimulating you'd rather do that than what you need to do so for example growing up I told you I joined social media when I was in year 10 or whatever mm. year 7 to year 10 I Honestly, I really want to go back to that stage. I'm trying to train myself to go back. I would wake up every single day without an alarm at 6 a.m. I just didn't need an alarm. Sometimes it'd be earlier. My friends thought I was a freak. That's impressive. <laughs> I'd just wake up. I don't know. I was so disciplined. I'd wake up without an alarm. I didn't need an alarm, even if it was like a Sunday morning or Saturday morning. And I would go downstairs. I'd do a little workout. 
I down as much water as I can, make a really nice, like healthy breakfast and shower. And I had that routine the entire time, every day before school, right? The second I started to get into social media, I was waking up five minutes before I had to leave because I I would either stay up early, sorry, stay up late on social media, scrolling and scrolling. So I'd lose sleep in the morning, I'd get tired. Or if I were to wake up early, I'd just sit in bed and do go through social media and it took out like what I was doing before was it made me productive I was happier before social media definitely happier because I think a lot of the time we can talk about this as well you mentioned mental health and the increase of anxiety and depression and things because of social media I think that also comes from the fact that obviously there's self-esteem issues so you can compare yourself to people online on how they look when they don't even look like that in real life because you don't know what's real not because you've got photoshop and things but then also there's this sense of like you said, with the falsely busy, that also kind of links into, you know, when you see people in their stories having fun or going out to places, it gives a false yes. sense of what their life is like in real life. So I remember a few summers ago, if I wasn't having as much of a fun summer as somebody else, I would feel really rubbish inside. Look at this person, they're going on all these holidays or they've got all these friends, but I want to do that too. And you never know if they're actually happy in real life. It gives us such a false sense of, reality on either end because you could portray yourself as being so happy because again you're only showing the good parts yes to you. yes and you, you think everyone's perfect when they're not yes i do find struggle. i do believe the uh, the name social media is quite ironic <laughs> yeah it's true i mean it's it's we can talk about this at the end about the good stuff but majority of the time it is a lot of you know comparing and like you said not being present reduction of productivity things like that but yeah yes i think i think that one thing i mean one thing i'd like to ask the audience for instance just to go back and think to yourself when was the last time that you scrolled through facebook or instagram and remained present and yeah. actually had a sense of and like a linked question being as well because people can say oh it's my down time and now I, I think what what one important thing is to not confuse downtime with social media time because i think downtime is important we all need breaks this isn't to say go and be productive at 24 7 but mm. in those important breaks it's how we spend the downtime. How do you because define downtime? I guess time not being, linking back to the busyness, if it's working on an essay, if you're a student, if it's anything that requires lots of, you know, lots of energy, concentration, that, that tuning off period. So, so to have, to spend that time, to spend that time scrolling, for instance, you know, yeah. as an energy to to regain your energy. Um, another, another linked question is again, when, <laughs> I don't think I've ever come off Facebook, uh, you know, if I'm feeling a bit low energy, in need of a energy refresher, I don't think I have ever been on Facebook and come off it and felt more energy than I did when I started. So, so I see what you mean, yeah. And... Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's hard though, isn't it? Because everybody's on social media, Every, literally everybody, you know, like both of us, I know we've been applying for jobs and things, they always ask you know what's your I mean LinkedIn isn't that like LinkedIn's a bit of a different social media but they always like they want to see your kind of online presence and you know everyone's got it and it's also when you meet somebody new rather than saying things like oh do you have Snapchat or do you have Instagram it's just let me add your snap because it's just a given that everyone's got it because it's so normalized and integrated in our society yes and then if they don't, it's like, oh, you do not have yeah. such and such. Oh, yeah, literally. Um, 
<laughs> it's like my last episode when we're talking about drinking where it's so like it's a thing at university but obviously you didn't drink at uni did you and this is coming off topic a little bit but having that kind of lack of wanting to give in to what other people want so if you want social media have it if you don't don't you know whatever if you think it's benefiting you in a certain ways like I know it does benefit me in a lot of ways but also some ways it doesn't so I need to take breaks it's important to take breaks for sure but yeah yes definitely I think yes with it with the breaks as well with the falsely busy topic of mm. going they say they say even a 10 minute walk is enough to completely you know you could be at the lowest yeah you could be at the lowest energy level even at a 10 minute walk is all it takes yeah they say it's also fresh air, isn't it? It's fresh air, it's nice. Well, I think there's the, there's the alarming, quite alarming concept as well of we're designed as well evolutionary to be active beings so yes yes this is a big so, thing. the human body was made to move wasn't it well yeah one of the other topics that you talk about in your blog is win back your attention so that's where you kind of explain to the reader how to kind of make sure you know if you do have social media or you are involved in the digital world how to make sure you don't lose touch of your attention span what do you want to tell us about that yeah so with the attention span idea kind of when you've got your whole day ahead of you where you've got your key priorities to do and the essence with our phones and I'm not a fan whatsoever of notifications because it gives you no sense of control whatsoever. Oh me too I'm always on do not disturb always my friends get so annoyed <laughs> always on do not disturb. Yes with the I mean with the I mean thinking about the emails really it's really the it's really emails, uh, mm. just junk emails that can be equally, uh, that can be the, the most um, kind of junk emails, notifications about just stuff that doesn't really require your immediate attention. It might, yeah. be, it might be admin related things as well regarding emails. I mean, the, the obvious tip for that is unsub <laughs> unsubscribe to as much junk as you can. Yeah. Um, it's the obvious one there. Um, but it makes such a difference, you know, the, these details are so small, but you're signing up for places, yeah, don't, don't tick, they often get you these days, don't they, by having the tick box yeah. that's checked already, you need to uncheck it yeah. to unsubscribe. Oh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think also another really important thing is try not to go on your phone first thing when you wake up in the morning. I think that has made a huge difference to me. I mean, I will maybe check it for the time and maybe look through a little bit, but I've tried really hard, whether that means before bed, putting your phone across the room, getting yourself an alarm clock rather than your phone, not seeing your phone first thing, because I listened to a podcast with a doctor called Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, and it was on The Diary of a CEO. Do you know about him? Oh, wow. Is, is this figure better live by? Yes. You know yes. 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 Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's amazing. And he basically talks about the importance of a morning routine. And so if you do go on your phone and you see either like, you know, an email or that kind of stresses you out or anything online and basically a build-up can lead to stress and anxiety in the mornings so I listened to that and I said and he said that he doesn't go on his phone first thing in the morning he'll go downstairs make like do a workout make his coffee whatever but yeah it's it makes you more productive because if you do for example use your alarm on your phone in the morning you are tempted yeah. to kind of you know start to go through social media before you've even got out of bed well it's, before it's you know automatic. it you've been in there for, yeah, yeah. It's, it's automatic, it's, automatic. it's, it's, it's not here. even temptation yeah. it's for a lot of us it's simply automatic you're not going to leave the notification your, your finger just moves your finger just you know moves on your phone yes. you don't even think about it 
No, for sure. Well, it gives you a it distorts. I like to think of it as your phones distort your priorities. Oh yes, for sure. Because the way which they're presented, which is very addictive, as we've discussed, even higher people are to to design these apps um, mm. to get them as you know the sounds, the pings, the all sorts of features, the refreshing pages, yeah. um, the kind of all the features built in, designed to create a false sense of urgency for things which can well be done. Yeah. You know, we can go through today and realise why our key priorities haven't yeah. been done. No, for sure. You know, I forgot to mention it earlier as well with my routine. In school, I, w- I was, oh my gosh, from year seven to year nine, basically, when I didn't have social media, I would do every single piece of homework on the day it was set, whether it was a 25 mark essay or like a, you know, a little tiny paragraph that I got to write in German, whatever it was, I would do it the day it was set. Sometimes if I was feeling a little bit, you know, on it, I, w- I would do the work on the lunchtime as soon as it was set, like before. I- so that so that when I get home, because my priority was get everything out the way so I can relax and chill but what's happened with social media and the digital world yeah. is because that's more stimulating you go for that you think oh i can just do that later yes. and then what you taking do when you do easy yeah mm. taking the easy route and then when you do get to finish that piece of work you're not putting as much time or effort in because again you've left it to the last minute a little bit which again ties into procrastination which is what the blog is about and you don't perform to the best of your ability so i think i know this is quite a huge connotation but it can lead to a reduction in you know you reaching your full potential in a way oh 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. i think as well you know eve uh, morning routines and evening routines too you know too important parts so important so um, important with even even to the evening having having lots of information fed to your brain you think you know, the scientific reasons behind this but you think that your day has been processing information all the all of the day so that mm. by the time you get to night time and this links to why you have deep conversations at night and mm. um, they often come at night because yeah brain's being focused on multiple variables in the day why did they come at you know you yeah. get into a deep conversation you keep going at night yeah. um so you know our brains are designed to wind down at night and yet most of us fall for that habit you know it's phones on the bedside table you yeah. pick it up and there we go and, and it's automatic yet again but no i follow dr Coronar on tiktok and he always talks about how you should never ever ever and i and also it's like a genuine fact where you shouldn't go on your phone about one to two hours before bed because it again because it's so stimulating it stimulates your brain and it help it makes you stay awake and your wind down time should be no digital form so it should consist of things like reading a book um whatever it is relaxing completely before bed because it is so even if you think it's just a couple of tiktok videos or whatever it is so stimulating to the brain keeps you alert when you're not meant to be alert or it keeps you distracted when you're meant to be focusing on something else so it's very important to not have it you know not go on social media or on your phone in the first hour or two of the day and also the last two hours of your day just to kind of get into the vibe of the like the morning and the day and not have any distractions and be because that's your peak energy right and the first thing in the morning you don't want to waste that on something like social yes. media which you can do in your time where you know you're not meant to be productive you're meant to utilize that energy in the morning then at the end of the day you're meant to utilize that wind down time get the brain knowing that it's you know put dim lights on during this is time that you're going to sleep. Yes, I think I think for the time in between 
as well. Uh, even the time in between, I use a very helpful app called Help Me Focus. Yes. Uh, which there'll be a link down in this, the description. Yeah, 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 I'll link that um, to But yeah, this, this is an application that compiles your notifications. So rather than, rather than being distracted, little bits during the day, uh, you're in between something, oh, the phone goes off, oh. Mm. Rather than little distractions throughout the day, you can compile your notifications, process them all at once. Yeah. And that, for me, that's just been a game changer. Yeah. Um, for me as well, Do Not Disturb. Do Not Disturb has been a huge game changer. Although it does annoy, you know, friends and family, like, why are you not picking up? You didn't get my call. I'm so sorry, I didn't even see it. You know, my phone's always... And then the it's ultimate stopped. solution, just turn it off altogether oh, or yeah. get a Nokia 3310. <laughs> <laughs> yeah old school no yeah my friend had one of those on the train the other day actually oh really <laughs> yeah going you see no yeah i know there was actually someone at my old school in sixth form i don't think she ever had any social media no smartphone again it was like a nokia little phone and i just thought she's got so much time in her day look at her you know because <laughs> we're all on social media she wasn't really into that stuff so in the end of your blog that we're talking about in this episode your final paragraph is called take control and the sentence basically starts with whether you feel it or not you have more control over your time than you believe do you want to expand on that a little bit yes sure so i believe that when we're on our phones it's about you controlling your phone rather Mm. than your phone controlling you that is a very Uh, that's very strong you know that's very strong so that is i was you see i was trying to yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because it yeah, does take we'll quite a big control of our life, doesn't it? When in actual sense, and in actual reality, I mean, we've bought our phones, we're in control of it, did it by us. And the fact that it does take up so much time, we have to keep reminding ourselves, no, it's not, we're in control. Don't make excuses for the phone a little bit, you know? It can also lead to anxiety in a sense of, basically, a lot of your confidence comes from being able to trust yourself. So what I mean by that is if you tell yourself you're going to do something and you do it, you build up a sense of trust. So, for example, you know, when you meet up with somebody um, and every single time they're late, for example, you're going to meet at three every single time they come at 3.30. After a long time, you start to lose trust in them, right? You think even though we're going to meet at three this time, I know that they're going to come at 3.30, so you might as well. With social media, because it does take up so much of our time and you tell yourself, like this has happened to me so many times this week, I've told myself, I'm going to wake up and do a Pilates workout, for for example. But what I've done is I've spent a lot of time on my phone in the morning and I then don't have time to do the Pilates, but I'd rather do the social media when actually I'd rather do Pilates. And when you tell yourself constantly, like, I'm going to wake up and do Pilates, but you haven't done it because you're spending time on your phone, you lose that sense of trust oh, in yourself. It makes complete sense. Yeah. It makes complete sense. I think sometimes the, it only hits us in retrospect. For sure. It's only, the, it's only the retrospective view where you realise, where it, where it kind of just hits you that, mm. hang on, like this, this really, truly important thing, um, you know, it might be one of your hobbies, mm. um, whatever whatever it is, has been put off by temporary digital world. Yeah. Um, and sure. again, it's, it's this idea of presence because when, when you're viewing things, it's only afterwards when you're not on your phone that, mm. you, that it clocks in. 
And whatever it is, you know, whatever passions you've got, whatever hobbies it is. If we briefly talk about two of the other topics that you talk about in your blog, which is the Great Division and Change the Environment, do you want to quickly briefly sum those up for me? Because I think we did touch on it here and there in previous topics that we've discussed. But if you want to, you know, give a brief summary about those two. Yeah, so I think with the the Great Division, I think a lot of the digital world is made for our convenience, a bit like Mm. we were saying earlier. We take the easy option and uh, that's kind of the default. And if the ability is there online, well, why get up and, you know, go do do the shopping when you can do it right there on your phone or book Mm. book an event or do job search, you know, whatever it might be. It's become so easy, hasn't it? so easy just the click of a button it does and i think it's one thing that gets me is how easy it is to jump between um so it's linking to this idea of presence again but if you consider a web browser mm. and it, it does take a few moments to think about things in perspective because you've essentially got access to you know you open a new tab for instance mm. easy peasy You've got access to millions and billions of pages on the web yeah. um, right there at your fingertips, you know, less than a second. And then again, you know, the next tab and the next tab and it can mm. be a new window. Uh, you know, there might be an Amazon tab, Gmail tab. You've got so many different domains of, of your life just scattered on there. Mm. Um, and it's kind of once we've got, you know, it's that, like a false sense of busyness again, when in reality it's it's just overwhelming yeah. overwhelming for your brain uh, but on the other hand there are a few practical tips that i can share um, mm. if you are using yes, them, please. If, you are, if you are using um, a laptop you may know as in addition to creating so it's all about being more intentional yeah. with your time to create that to create that presence which of course you know presence linked with more internal feelings of self and away from all the negative busy connotations mm. so to to be more intentional online in very very laptops so in windows you can hold the windows key and tab i believe you can open a new desktop gives you the option to create multiple desktops so you could have one call it admin have another one called social there mm. you can have messages you know so that your mind can focus on one thing at a time that's very good tip, actually. Yeah, I might implement that myself. It's, it's been something that I've found very, very helpful. Yeah. Because your mind is designed to only be in one, you know, your mind frame is in one condition. You realise, <laughs> here's a nice little experiment for everyone listening. You'll know that if you've written an essay, if you've ever written an essay, let's say, and then you go downstairs. Yes. And you're talking with your friends, flatmates, family, and... It would take up it would take a few minutes. You would just notice in the first few minutes of the conversation, you'll take a few minutes to adjust. You'll still be in that essay mind frame kind of feeling like yeah. um quite busy using formal language. And that link, that internal, you know, that psychological transitioning mm. is what we is what we are ex- over exposed to online because it's not nothing is gradual. No, it's, of course not. It's instant, as I say, control T, new tab, yeah. um, different things, five in a way. And for your brain to try and comprehend this, mm. it's, a, it's a massive challenge. So there, yeah, there's one practical tip. Yeah. Um, the other one, of course, is, is a very simple solution regarding TikTok, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Uh, use these tools less. You know, it sounds it sounds obvious, but, you know, they, 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 they just try it. Um, it can, 
it might feel like you're doing, you know, psychologically, your brain may feel like you're doing something, oh, well, you know, it doesn't feel right to do it, but, you know, they're designed to be addictive. Mm. Um, so you basically you know, dedicate just... a certain period of time to social media. Yes, yes, or just, just the just the limiting um, yeah. of scrolling. You know, it's being present again, it's, it's mm. scrolling. But um, a lot of people have, with Instagram, a lot of people have, um, for instance, with quitting, like this fear of missing out. Um, well, I won't see. So I won't see I what, got so much FOMO. I've only started to slowly get out of that now, whether that's in the real world and presence or whether that is on social media, I do feel a sense of FOMO. So even when I did go mm. MIA and I wasn't really on social media that much, I didn't feel strong enough to delete it altogether. I just wouldn't go on it yes. because I had that sense of feeling like, what if I do need, you know? And I think the ironic thing is what people don't quite get is that the wider picture of things is through doing that, it, the actual fear of missing out is mm. by what, what you're actually missing out on is not having the social media yeah. <laughs> and living real life. Yeah. And um, that becomes that becomes it's like this oppositional effect mm, yeah, um, for sure. that you only realize when you use i mean i haven't completely quit instagram but i use it a lot less than i did yeah yeah, yeah. um do you find the excitement then, has kind of gone as well maybe before it was more stimulating but now it isn't as much or do you think the problems got worse i mean it is an individual case by case basis but what do you find for yourself yeah i mean certain apps have their peaks and troughs don't they yeah. Um I think Be Real is one of the better it's one of the better options kind of coming into Because it kind of links sphere. into being present a little bit as well. And it's also it kind of it tells you when to take a photo, right? You get a notification of Be Real, you don't go on it to yourself. You go on it when you get that notification. And That's I like true. how it's not it's... like I like how you can't like anything. You can just comment and react with your face. That's kind of nice because again that plays into a lot of mental health problems. People actually get really, really upset when they don't get a certain number of likes or wherever. But I like that B-Roll doesn't have that. Honestly, I'm so grateful that we weren't brought up completely in that generation because obviously we joined social media and got phones when we were early teenagers, mid-teens. And I can't, like there's people as young as, you know, I, I, I was on TikTok the other day and there was a year six girl talking about, you know, is her bag okay for year seven that I'm starting in, etc. And I thought, oh my God, she's like 10, 11, how, like... Yes, yes, and I, I think the big thing as well with attention spans, oh, yes. um, for instance, my mum's a, my mum's a teacher, mm. and a lot of the children, she'll tell me about a lot of the children, she'll be explaining concepts, but that ability to sustain the attention you know it's, it's less and less like no, of course. <laughs> not to say kids are getting not to say kids are getting dumber and dumber but it's, it's that, the attention, it's span, that attention it? span that focus i can see a huge difference from my attention span in primary school to secondary school primary school i was so attentive in subjects i was interested in so attentive and then you come to school and it's just just goes away because of social media it's crazy I, ju I just can't even imagine like the mental health effects of course it affects all of us mentally or whatever it is but when you're so vulnerable and so young where you're so easily influenced it's crazy and it's hard to monitor what your children are actually watching on social media these days as well it's it's it's, it's crazy I'm very grateful that yes. I didn't you know grow up in all that world and I, I don't like seeing babies with an iPad but then again it's yeah, so it stimulating I don't blame them parents it is stimulating it you know stops them crying or whatever it is it is i yeah, think it's, it's a very interesting future going ahead i think that, i think what we can do though 
as a generation and even for younger generations there is there is a positive side with long form media as well and kind of other practicalities but for instance like watching films you know longer form you know when we're talking about attention spans having that having that focused one at a time nature yes about doing things um way back at the beginning when i mentioned um can take form in films uh, audiobooks yeah. podcasts yeah. um yeah, there are there are a lot of um there are a lot of plus sides with the digital world oh of course um, i mean obviously the main one is um connecting with people that you don't see as often or you know like a lot of my family live in either india or in america and i'm able to connect with them through social media so many of my friends now that we've left university they're all over the country i can talk to them that is a huge plus i think being able to so yeah it is called social media, so you are able to kind of stay in touch with people that you don't see as often like me and one of my best friends we i don't think we've seen each other the entire of 2022 which is crazy oh no we did see each other once but we talk every day and i still have that sense of connection with her via social media which is so special Another thing is really random, but memes, memes and funny skits and everything. Yes, it's the best oh, thing. Honestly, it's my favorite thing of this generation. <laughs> my favorite it's little sketches. Like everyone's so funny. It makes me. I mean, I love people anyway, but digital and social media just also kind of shows the creativity of our generation and everybody. To yes, and I think beyond that. <laughs> I no. think if we're talking about the the memes in the last three years, perhaps beyond creative, <gasps> such so that you say, you show funny. a new person no. <laughs> being asleep for ten years no, and literally. comes into our generation. You just kind of think, what is that? <laughs> what is going on? Gen Z no, humor. Oh, I just love people <laughs> yeah. so much. They're so funny, so creative, so funny. So it does keep that sense yes. of creativity alive. Yes, I think, I think memes give a sense <gasps> of connection as well. So um, It brings everyone together, of... doesn't it? In a funny, just a little photo or a little funny video. It brings everyone together. It's really nice. Also, knowledge. Do you know how much information, obviously you have to be careful of if the information you're intaking is correct or not, that I've gained from TikTok or YouTube or Instagram. So many things. I mean, we've got TED Talks, you've got doctors and dermatologists on TikTok that I follow and learn a lot from. So many different uh-huh. things, even just about the human body, life itself, so many things I've learned via social media. And because it's in such a stimulating form, it makes learning fun as well. Yes. So you yeah, I think I think it's great. In fact, I have a little strategy of mine because for me, like my guilty pleasure is YouTube. So, oh yes, I love YouTube because <laughs> um, you can get everything on there, can't you? But yeah, yes, everything. definitely. But the knowledge available, um, there's an abundance. I could give it. I could give it endless yeah. list of. <laughs> you do love your everything. like TED talks and things, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and where a lot of where this. A lot of where the neuroscience knowledge is coming from in this episode may well be from YouTube. Yes. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but but yeah, um, one one little habit I do um, mm. to keep this balance because I think it's all about balance. It's of having course. that. It's enjoying. It's enjoying uh, the media yes. and kind of making making use of uh, this knowledge at the same time as not falling into the kind of words that we've discussed earlier in the podcast. So one thing I do. Um, YouTube has got a set up feature for this, uh, watch later. Um, yes, but I kind of like to be a bit a more intent kind of like to be a bit more intentional, create my own playlist, call it YouTube catalogue. Oh lovely. And I'll I'll categorize it so uh, unfortunately you can't you can't nest playlists in uh 
YouTube, which would mm. be great if they did. Uh, but I'm sure know, it will come soon. Maybe in the future. I'm sure it will come. Yes. Yeah. Um, just like you can nest folders, but but yeah. um, to kind of categorize them, you know, YouTube catalog, mm. you know, one for one one playlist with like knowledge, one one with memes or whatever, yeah. <laughs> just to watch yeah, funny the thing. Stuff. <laughs> whatever mood just you're feeling. That. Yeah, definitely, and I think that is the perfect because for me, and I think another you know another thing to be careful of with mm. is con content shock um because as as well as as much as the media presents itself as much is available and how useful it is there is a very there's a very worrying concept which can come about where you've got too much information which yeah. is where you get kind of that overwhelming it's like there's so much available that well what do I choose another great thing is also a lot of awareness because there's a lot of news that goes on that isn't actually broadcasted on mainstream media like for example you know everything that's going on in Iran for example I wouldn't have known without social media I've been brought awareness with so many social topics or world news that isn't really spread on television but it kind of brings like but then again you do need to be careful about what is right and what is wrong but it brings so much awareness to what's going on and yeah and I think I think having the strategies for instance the strategy of a news a news feed the weekly news feed mm. is always a good one no for um, sure such that there are important issues in the world to know about but having a weekly feed yeah uh, for these things um does create that balance of you know, if something happens in the world, well, yes, it's you know, it may well be, um, yeah, for sure, it may well be important and urgent. But can it wait until tomorrow for you yeah. to? Because <laughs> if if we were to follow every single update of every single thing happening, it's this false sense of busyness no, again. No, of true. Um, you can true. be, you can fully. Somebody could fully spend their day looking at every single. You know, be fully equipped in all of the news in the world. Mm. Um, right, I know what's going on with the Ukraine crisis. I know what's going on with this, that, whatever it is that's happening. But be fully knowledgeable. Every, that can also bring detail. a sense of anxiety as well, because you're so overwhelmed with so much information, and it could be quite negative news that's happening, and could be positive, and it just plays with your emotions a little bit as well. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, another great thing is it's given a lot of people platforms. So YouTube and, you know, TikTok, it, it gives people a voice that they didn't really have before because, you know, it can gain attention from other people and kind of, you know, bring awareness to something, like I said, or give, give a different point of view to something. Like, for example, this podcast, the whole point of this podcast is to give people a voice. I bring guests on to talk about things that they're passionate about or to bring awareness of things. Like I've summed it up as, you know, life stories and thought-provoking discussions. I want to have intellectual debates and talk about different life experiences and, you know, it gives people a voice. Yes, definitely. That I room. to put the light on in your room. Is that all right? I was going to say, look <laughs> at it now. Yeah, oh my God. So, I mean, overall, yeah. if you are able to manage your time, control the amount of time you spend on social media, limit it and you know know when to switch off if you are feeling a little bit anxious or worried about something knowing when to take breaks if you need to go MIA like we both have done before do it I think that social media is a great thing amazing thing it's give, it gives yes. you a voice all of that stuff it's great yeah I think that as we've discussed the benefits I think there's one important rule to bear in mind um to use any digital media and productively just mm. having the rule in mind of being the controller of your phone and not letting your phone control you 
That is very strong. And if quote. you keep that rule, so if you strong. keep that quote, yeah, just in just in your mind, just as you as you're using your phone or laptop or whatever digital media throughout the next week, um, just go about and just keep that, just keeping that rule in mind, and you realise that being intentional with your time does create a lot, has Wonders. a lot of untold benefits. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I think it can also another like a little tip as long as you've got your work done that you need to do during the day or whatever you need to get done you can see going on your phone is like you know I deserve to go on it because I've done the work earlier or whatever you could see it as a little reward I've learned a lot yes. I, I'm definitely going to download the app that you mentioned as well just to see how much time I'd spend and everything yeah <laughs> just back up to the darkness of um <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy the, because sunset, sunset happens at like 4 30 now isn't it even before that's crazy thank you so yes, so sir. so much for coming onto my podcast joe it has been a really really good chat i've learned so much yes it's been a pleasure um i think being intentional it's been great to discuss you know, something mm. that's so relevant for our generation it's crazy because even our sorry just to quickly add on our parents didn't grow up with social media or the digital world but even it affects everybody, doesn't it? Like you think it's just Gen Z, but it's it's everyone. It's crazy. It is, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that um, yeah, I, th I think for the future generations coming up, it will be weird for generations like us to tell people how it was without yeah. these tools. It's crazy because I don't. Well, they wouldn't be able you to. Used to go on walks. <laughs> yeah, you, there's a thing called outside. You, you, used to, <laughs> you used to walk in a place without without going into the metaverse <laughs> and experiencing it. From there, oh. I think um, I need to work on, you know, not going on my phone first thing in the morning because I do kind of look at my emails and my social media a little bit first thing in the morning just to check the time as well. But before bed, one quick tip is have a podcast ready. So instead of looking at my screen, I'm listening to something. So it's a little bit of a, if, if you want to make that kind of transition from not going on your phone straight away to go, you know, listening to a podcast right before. I fall asleep listening to podcasts. So that's like a little tip. Yes, that's when it's all about look. being intentional because yeah. having these habits and strategies in place, that's brilliant. Yeah. And whether it's YouTube catalogues, any any kind of sense of agency that you've got, and mm. um, you know, being the controller of your phone, setting up, setting, it's all about just the correct usage and taking it's responsibility. Limiting, yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. It's like intentional, yeah, intentional living, the responsibility. Um, perfectly, perfectly summarizes how you can, how you can use these, you know, you can use the technology productively. Mm. Uh, it's just using it in the right ways and it's allocating your correct techniques. Yeah, for sure. I will link absolutely everything below. So all of your blogs, definitely give this one a read as well if you're listening. This is such a great blog. You've also done stuff on um, oh, thank you. procrastination altogether. You know, some of the other ones, I'll link them all below on medium.com. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yes, it's been a pleasure being on the podcast. And if anyone has any questions at all, can I link your social below? Which is kind of ironic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just to, just for, yes, yes. Yeah, if anyone has yes, any questions for, for you or... Or, you know wants to further talk to you about something me as well our socials will be linked in the description as usual thank you so much for listening and i really hope everybody who listened and watched enjoyed this episode hope it was insightful you learned something made you think a little bit don't feel obliged to be on social media don't worry about fomo everyone's got their own thing going on and whatever you see online it may not be true and people's lives may not seem as perfect as they come across. So make sure to take care of yourself and your mental first always. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.